Hello and welcome to PCOM Perspectives. I'm your host, Dr. Jay Feldstein, and today we're talking with Dr. Walter Aaron Feuchter, who is the Professor and Director of Osteopathic Manipulative Medicine at Georgia Campus, Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine. A recognized expert on OMM, Dr. Aaron Feuchter is the principal author of five chapters in a widely used osteopathic medical textbook, Foundations of Osteopathic Medicine. He serves in several national osteopathic organizations, including the American Academy of Osteopathy, the National Board of Osteopathic Medical Examiners, the Committee on Fellowship in the American Academy of Osteopathy, and the Educational Council on Osteopathic Principles. In addition, he travels internationally teaching in Germany, Austria, and Japan. Welcome, Dr. Aaron Feuchter. As a College of Osteopathic Medicine, our students spend about 150 plus hours during their first two years of medical school learning OMM techniques. Can you give a brief overview of osteopathic manipulative medicine? Jay, the formal definition of osteopathic manipulative medicine is the application of osteopathic philosophy, structural diagnosis, and the use of osteopathic manipulative treatment in the diagnosis and management of the patient. Simply stated, it's a broad blended specialty that includes areas of non-operative orthopedics, physical medicine and rehabilitation, rheumatology, neurology, neurosurgery, pain management, sports medicine, virtually any field that has anything to do with the musculoskeletal system. Why do you think OMM prepares our medical students to be better physicians, regardless of their specialties? The OMM course is the largest course taught here at PCOM, extending over the entire first two years of a student's education. In our course, they learn how to diagnose conditions affecting the musculoskeletal system and which diagnoses can be helped or cured by osteopathic manipulative treatment, as well as those situations where manipulation is contraindicated. Currently, there are seven major types of osteopathic manipulative treatment and dozens of minor ones, and so out of the thousands of techniques available, the OMM department chooses about 300 known to be most effective and safest for the patient to teach in the course. This education in musculoskeletal disease and its management is largely absent from the standard medical education. Specifically, education in manual medicine approaches is absent from training programs for every MD physician in the United States. The World Health Organization acknowledging that education in this arena is sadly lacking declared 2000 to 2010 the bone and joint decade. Uh, this was a global effort that sought to improve education in medical schools worldwide in the diagnosis and treatment of neuromusculoskeletal diseases. And while there has been some improvement overall, most medical education is really sadly lacking on this front. So our students are in much better shape in that way. What types of patients benefit from OMM? Patients with musculoskeletal disease and dysfunction are the most common patients we see in the clinic but coexisting musculoskeletal diseases can impact many other disease states. Some examples, in infectious diseases, there are manipulative techniques that improve the body's immune response to infection through the increased release of immune-competent cells into the bloodstream, and the evidence that those cells are active has now been found uh, through research efforts. In ischemic heart disease, biomechanical inefficiency due to musculoskeletal dysfunction increases cardiac work so that an activity as simple as walking can lead to increased load on the heart with increased cardiac symptomatology and even more serious consequences. 
pulmonary disease, asthma, COPD, can be made worse by a rib cage and diaphragm that don't fully move or move inefficiently. So there are many examples. Can you describe some of the research that has been done about the efficacy of OMM? One of the studies was actually done at PCOM's Philadelphia campus where they looked at pain management and the use of osteopathic manipulative treatment to prevent post-operative pain. What they were able to show is this, the patients who received OMT and standard care compared with standard care alone required less opiate, less morphine in the management of their post-op pain. The MOPSI study, pneumonia in the elderly, in addition to OMT with their medical care, if you're over the age of 50, it reduced the number of patients going into respiratory failure requiring intubation and ventilator assistance. It also in reduced the likelihood of dying if the patient was over the age of 70. Never thought I'd be telling anybody that osteopathic manipulative treatment prevented death. Low back pain in pregnancy, OMT decreased the level of pain and increased the functional capacity for day-to-day -day activities in third trimester pregnancies with no adverse effects on length of labor, delivery complications, C-section rate, fetal or newborn health. OMT done post-operatively for abdominal surgeries or following C-section virtually eliminated the complication of paralytic ileus, which is a common and very painful surgical complication. Acute sprained ankle, a simple one. OMT at the time of the acute injury reduces pain level and increases range of motion. Chronic serosotitis media, the kids with the chronic ear problems. OMT tends to decrease the number of children that require the placement of tympanostomy tubes. So there's just a, a growing body of research that says th this stuff works. What's the difference between chiropractic manipulation and osteopathic manipulation? Chiropractic manipulation and osteopathic manipulative treatment are both manual medicine systems within the broader uh, scheme of things. The big difference is in the person applying the technique. The osteopathic physician is a fully licensed, fully competent physician. The chiropractic physician is limited in their education to dysfunction of the musculoskeletal system. How will the merger of residency programs through the ACGME affect the neuromusculoskeletal medicine residency programs? Prior to the ACGME blending the two residency systems, uh, neuromusculoskeletal medicine and osteopathic manipulative medicine was a specialty available only to DO graduates. This limited the number of specialists being trained and that limited the availability of this specialty to the general public. By its very nature, the ACGME merger requires that all programs be open to both DOs and MDs. So MD graduates can now enter the specialty field, and that has in its way legitimized the specialty. We're no longer that strange thing that the osteopaths do that's uh, somehow weird or different. Uh, actually, any physician can be trained in this. Do you have any questions for me, Walter? I know you're a graduate of PCOM, and how did you feel as a student going through classes and getting all these OMM techniques thrown at you? I love learning OMM. I like the ability to be hands-on. I thought it increased my skill in physical diagnosis from a physical palpation standpoint. And I also thought it made me really well trained from an orthopedic physical examination standpoint. And also, you know, treatment modalities was just another uh, arrow in the quiver per se in terms of you know treating patients with musculoskeletal complaints. 
How did you use uh, the osteopathic manipulative medicine component of your education in your specialty in emergency medicine? Because I know you were in emergency medicine before you got into administration and the insurance fields. I used it diagnostically a lot from a palpation standpoint. Uh, you might find this fascinating. I trained in an allopathic institution for my residency and our malpractice insurance did not cover OMM from a treatment standpoint. So if, when I saw a patient in the ER who came in with like a classic osteopathic lesion, you know, T4, T6, that would definitely have benefited from a simple springing technique, I wasn't allowed to do it. Uh, so I was prohibited from therapeutic OMM, but I definitely used it diagnostically. I know you know you you get the the big picture. You're in charge of everything. Uh, how do you see PCUM working to prioritize the teaching of osteopathic manipulative medicine? I think that we do a good job of it for our own students. What how I would like to see it prioritized is us to be a leader in teaching allopaths OMM. You know I think that it's a well accepted modality. I think patients love it. And I think we should take the lead, especially with ACGME now being common and we're gonna have more allopaths applying to traditionally osteopathic residencies that we need to bring them up to speed. So I think we have an opportunity to be a leader in teaching OMM to the rest of the world, not just our students. But I also think that as we continue to evolve technologically in society, that the hands-on portion of our teaching physical diagnosis and treatment is actually more important now than ever. I can't tell you how many patients have come through my office and said, you're the first doctor that touched me. And that's kind of that's kind of sad. How does the health insurance industry look at osteopathic manipulative medicine? The health insurance looks at it is like you said earlier, as just a form of manual medicine. And for better or worse, they tend to group it into mus to, uh, musculoskeletal benefits so it gets grouped in with chiropractic care, physical therapy, and osteopathic manipulative medicine, where you know a patient may get 12 to 20 visits for OMM or PT, so it's seen as a benefit. But it's definitely, it's covered by all carriers. In fact, when I had my occupational medicine workers compensation practice, that's when I was able to do a lot of OMM. So, you know, I, I did a lot, I treated, as you have, you know, enough low back pain to last me the rest of my life. As the ACGME merger continues, I'm very pleased that neuromusculoskeletal medicine is now a specialty that will be open to all graduates in an accredited medical school, both DOs and MDs. To learn more about osteopathic manipulative medicine, visit pcom.edu. To access a physician who practices OMM, visit the American Academy of Osteopathy online. To listen to past episodes of this podcast and become a subscriber, visit our SoundCloud page or find us on iTunes by searching Philadelphia College of Osteopathic Medicine. I'm Jay Feldstein, and this has been PCOM Perspectives.